Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Songs of the night, Psalms, we're cranking along. God's been good to us. We're on Psalm 74, on that second half of it, starting at verse 12, finishing at verse number 23. I think 12 is a pivotal uh, verse in that Psalm. I think things change there. But before we get going there, we got to figure out what's going on with my co host, my friend, Stephanie Wesco. So, Stephanie, besides learning the king is coming, what have you been working on lately with your music? Wow. Well, um, I don't know. I mean, I practice. I, I love to just sit sometimes in the evening. That's my therapy is just to sit at the piano and either just play. Um, I love to create arrangements of hymns. So sometimes I do that. Other times I'll just sit after the kids are in bed and sing. Um, so I don't know that there's anything particular I'm working on right now. Um, and that's problematic. We're not hearing the Emmy song yet. Uh, for some reason, the family <laughs> seems to be holding up the Emmy song. And uh, you might be a knucklehead if you're holding up the Emmy song. My daddy went to heaven when I was only two. I know my daddy loves me. I know that he loves you. How's that second verse, the one Stephanie doesn't like? What would daddy say if he were here today? Then Daniel starts singing. I love you so much, Emmy. You're such a good girl. You're pretty like your mommy. And see, Stephanie doesn't want that in there. So folks, I want you to go out and tell Stephanie on her Praying for Stephanie page, her private Facebook page, her Help the Wounded Spirits page. Say, Stephanie is pretty so we can move on with the Emmy song, get on with our lives, and be able to make another CD. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to add to that, Stephanie? No comment. So she used the power of group, uh, the power of manipulation to get me to shave the most beautiful beard known to mankind today. Oh, I did not. I did no such thing. As she teamed with those uh, who did not like the beard, the world around. Now you have you have to admit I did tell you towards the end right before you shaved it that it was looking nice. And you said that purposely just to be uh, innocent of everything that happened prior to that. <laughs> it's like telling the cop when he stops to give you a speeding ticket. That is so nice. You're a really true. nice policeman. I support the police and their laws. You know, I've been meaning to tell you that. And you brought them over cookies, so and Christmas gifts and cards, so. And, I mean, I, and, I, and knock on wood, I have never gotten pulled over or stopped by the police. So that is a very bad, a bad... You know, I said that once and I got stopped three times in the next 12 months. So you need to pray <laughs> that uh, the God in heaven <laughs> will allow that. Anyway, we're on some... Oh, we have a knucklehead moment. Uh, okay. 
So I asked Stephanie prior to this, because she's, she's backed up with knucklehead stuff too. We both have lots of them, but I don't want to forget this knucklehead moment. So she's allowing me to cut in front of her. Then she'll have two in a row. But anyway, uh, you're, you might be a knucklehead in the knuckleheaded moment. You might be a knucklehead if you use prayer requests to gossip. That's all I want to say. So something <laughs> like this, you know, pray for Miss Rudy. She's been fooling around on her husband or, ah, uh, you know, Pray for John. I, the way he treats his wife is terrible. Pray for Bernie. You know, he backed into the church. Or pray for the pastor. His preaching hasn't been good lately. Stop it! Stop using <laughs> prayer requests to spread rumors. It's still rumors. God's not happy with it. That's all I wanted to say. Do you got anything you'd like to add to that not, not knuckleheaded moment thing? I don't think so, Doug. I, I think you covered the bases. Yeah, that really bothers me, you know, and I just want to say that, and, okay, we'll save this one for next, I got another one, man, I need to keep a pen with me, I got you these, do a whole journal just for your knuckleheaded, I know, we should, we should write a book on knuckleheaded moments, but anyway, here we are, we're on verse number 12, and Stephanie's going to read 12 through 23 for us in Psalm 74, so this is part two, it's still a psalm uh, from Asaph, it's, we told you after 73, it turned from being an individual problem, an individual attitude, an individual craziness to be a national thing. For God is my king of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. Thou didst divide the sea by thy strength. Thou breakest the heads of the dragons in the waters. Thou breakest the heads of Leviathan in pieces and gavest him to be meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. Thou didst cleave the fountain in the flood. Thou driedst up mighty rivers. The day is thine. The night also is thine. Thou hast prepared the light and the sun. Thou hast set all the borders of the earth. Thou hast made summer and winter. Remember this, that the enemy hath reproached, O Lord. And that the foolish people have blasphemed thy name. Yeah. Oh, deliver not the soul of thy turtle dove unto the multitude of the wicked. Forget not the congregation of thy poor forever. Have respect unto the covenant. For the dark places of the earth are full of the habitations of cruelty. Oh, let not the oppressed return ashamed. Let the poor and needy praise thy name. Arise, O Lord. Plead thine own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproacheth thee daily. Forget not the voice of thine enemies. The tumult of those that rise up against thee increaseth continually. Wow. And, you know, again, that verse 12, Stephanie, I mean, there's a pivot going on there. There's a, there's a change in opinion. There's a change of things going on. It's kind of like the, the central theme. All of a sudden, you know, you get this feel that he's in the ruins of... People trying to uh, burn the temples, the synagogues. People trying to, uh, you know, take the Jewish culture out of Israel. These people attacking. These people, you know, you, you think of kings like Nebuchadnezzar and all these different people who, who tried to stop God's religion and work from going on. And all of a sudden he gets to this point, I think there in verse 12, Stephanie, where he's looking up from the ruins. He's looking up from all the wickedness and he's finally where he needs to be with God. He's finally looking to God. I mean, don't you think that's going on there? Or? Yeah, it's almost like he's making a declaration. Um, in verse 11, he had asked God to pluck his hand out of his bosom. And um, the reason being 
in verse 12. For God is my king of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. And I think you're right when you, you know, it, it's a it's a focus change. And um, I think the only way to make it through um, situations, um, and it doesn't matter that your age, it doesn't matter the situation. It's all about where your focus is. And um, I mean, even now there's times uh, my two youngest, uh, the older ones don't ask the why questions um, anymore, but my couple of youngest still will say, mommy, why we, you know, we want daddy. Why, why did God let him die? Yeah. Our focus doesn't stay on this fact that God is our King of old and he works salvation in the midst of the earth. Um, even my little ones, even my six and four year old would fall apart um, that focus of God hasn't forsaken us. Um, we were last night in devotions. We were, um, I was asking the kids, what are some promises of God that have helped us specifically over the last couple of years? And it was amazing. Some of the things, things that I have said to them that have obviously, and at several of their different hearts, have taken hold as a promise they could cling to. Um, one of my sons said that God is the helper of the fatherless. And um, that had stuck with him. That was obviously something that God uses to encourage him and help him. And one of my other kids, um, I think it was Stephanie, said something along the lines of that he won't ever leave us. And, you know, it's amazing what little promises from God, even for children, that pro- that fact of God being our king, of him still being the one we're going to look to, the one we're going to put our confidence in, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, and, and I think that, I, I think what a, what a personal example that fits is we, you know, you, you've got eight human beings, eight souls that live down the hall from you. And uh, I'll tell you, Stephanie gets very little uh, free time, very little alone time. I mean, when she when she records these podcasts, this is one of the, one of the times she's kid free in her life, man. Uh, but they hurt. You know, everybody hurts. When someone dies, we go through, you know, there is a bereavement po- process. There is a grieving time. There's and there is different kinds of grieving that goes on. I, and I, I don't think that's psychological baboo or anything like that. I, or, or I think it's real. And, and to be able to go to God's word and come away with strength means you're doing something right. And, you know, and, and he's going on here and he's talking in verse 13, 12, 13. It says, God is my king of old work and salvation in the midst of the earth. He's going back to all the things God had already done for Israel. I mean, he allowed the river to flow so they could get to Canaan. He allowed different things to happen. You divided the sea by thy strength. And we know that's talking about the, the Red Sea, right? And and the heads of the dragons and the waters. And, and uh, he breaketh the heads of the dragons. So God has got rid of it. There were some pretty scary creatures in Old Testament times, Stephanie. You know, there was definitely dinosaurs and scary looking creatures and things of that nature. There's some scary. I don't know about you, but I don't like snakes. I'm glad they don't have legs. You know, can you imagine snakes with legs? Imagine if they had about eight legs and could run 20 miles an hour or something. That would freak me out pretty bad. I got to be up front with you, man. Um, yeah. yeah, but talking about the Leviathan and 
the dinosaur type thing, these big creatures. And I don't think there's a Loch Ness master, uh, uh, monster or any crazy thing like that. And gave us him to be meat for the people inhabit in the wilderness. So not only did we kill these dinosaurs, not only did we kill these creatures, did God help us do that, but we those creatures brought a lot of meat. I like meat. You know, that's my favorite go-to. You know, I'm a steak person. Can I be up front with you? You know, steak is all right by me, you know? And uh, and I'm like Emmy, too. You give me noodles, I'm cool. But, you know, he's going back and he's making this comment, Stephanie, that you provided for us. You've done all these things. Thou didst cleave the fountain in the flood. Thou driest up the mighty rivers. The day is thine. The night is also thine. Thou hast prepared the light and the sun. And I think there's a worship of God. I think every day we're, we're beaten up. You've got to know who God is. You've got to pray to him. You've got to read your Bibles. You've got to do your devotions, what you're doing, listening to this. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. But I, I think we get to that point where, God, the day and the night is yours. And it's more than just doing the right thing. It's more than just reading your Bible. It's a thought process. It's a change of your spirit. It's a change of your continence. I mean, can't you tell the difference of people in church and the way they act? Oh, yeah. 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 You got knuckleheads that go to your church, right? Pardon? You have knuckleheads that go to your church, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody has knuckleheads that go to their church. And, uh, and, and there's a difference in people. And sometimes you can tell the spiritual difference in years that people have been serving God and been saved and go to church. And sometimes even people have been around forever are still jerks. Because it, it takes a commitment. It takes a commitment to God that, God, I'm going to trust in you. Asaph's making a commitment here that this is going to work. I'm going to trust in you. This is all about you. This is good. This is where things get good. This is where things are doing better. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> a commitment. I mean, when you walk out of your house, are you happy-go-lucky all the time? Nope. Are you ever happy-go-lucky when you walk out of your house? Yep. So once in a while, you'd say you're happy-go-lucky. I think I'm happy 85% of the time. You can, you can be smiling and not be happy-go-lucky. I mean, you can be smiling just because, you know, you can smile. Yeah. And smiles can mean a lot of different things. Emmy, know? I would say, is happy-go-lucky most of the time. I think she is, you know. And I think some people smile for different reasons. But if you're smiling because of God, you're winning. If you're smiling because you're passing gas and nobody knows, you're losing. You know, I mean, that's kind of. That... <laughs> what are you smiling? A couple of my boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and Stephanie's got a couple rooms upstairs in her house, no matter how much she cleans them and makes the kids clean them. She's got locker rooms, man. There's a lot of people that stay in those rooms. That one room across the hall, I think, has four boys in it, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and their feet. There's a couple of them that got feet smells like you would not. But anyway, we're getting away from the smells. <laughs> the day is thine, the night is thine. That's what we had to hit there. 17, thou hast set all the borders of the earth. Thou hast made summer and winter. So God, you make the summer, you make the winter, you make it hot, you make it cold. So why do we get hung up on that? What's that great chapter in the book of Matthew, Stephanie? Turn to, uh, I think it's Matthew. chapter six that we can't change anything. Would you, yeah, turn to the, would, you, would you turn to that as I write? I think that's a good place to go today. And uh, remember that the enemy hath reproached 
O Lord, and that the foolish people has blasphemed thy name. O deliver not the soul of thy turtle dove unto the multitude of the wicked. Forget not the congregation of power of the of thy poor forever. And he's talking about the turtle dove, talking about you know, deliver not these these sacrifices we give, and just as simple as a turtle dove, don't give them anything. Have respect unto the covenant, for the dark places of the earth are full of habitations of cruelty. Man, there's cruelty in the world today, Stephanie. We talked about people being rude. There's people who are cruel. There are people who are hurt animals. There are people who are hurting people. Your kids have been hurt. Ah, uh, you know, people hurt them. People, people can stink. Oh, let the oppressed return ashamed. Let the poor and the needy praise the Lord. Arise, O God, plead thine own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproaches thee daily. Forget not the voice of thine enemies. The tumult of those rise up against thee increases continually. So, I mean, Stephanie, you're over there in Matthew chapter 8. We can't change much. Chapter 6, I'm sorry. We can't change much. We can't, you know, there's nothing we can change. God's in charge of all that. So why don't you bring that to us out of chapter 6 of Matthew what God has to say about those things that he changes that we can't. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink or yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Wow. And, and again, what Stephanie said a psalm ago is uh, it's about Christ. It's about that relationship. It's about how we work within that relationship. And, and you know, taking no thought for these things, the food, the thing. You know, one thing I'm sure of is I'm not seeing any fowl drop on the street out in front of my house. You know, I walk every day. I usually walk five or six miles. And uh, uh, I, you know, I try to exercise. So I'm outside a lot. I don't really see dead animals unless they've been hit by cars. So there, there's, there's no dead animals. There's none of that crazy stuff going on. There's, and so God's saying, take no thought for this stuff. But how do we do that? How do we get to that place where we're not 100% worrying all the time? How do we do that, Stephanie? How do, we, how do we get away from what Asep was dealing with at the beginning of 73? I mean, how do we get through this? I think Philippians 4.8 plays a huge, huge role. Um, the influence of what we think about on our actions, on our demeanor, on our spirit is massive. Um, make meditating on God's word your focus. Make memorizing verses a habit. Um, 
if need be, get off social media, get off things that are sidetracking you or filling your mind with fear or with toxic um toxic things that are contrary to God, contrary to his nature. Um, don't hang out with people that are going to mess your focus up. Um, your friends should be those who encourage you um, in walking with the Lord. They should be people who strengthen you, who leave you coming away, wanting to know Jesus more, wanting to make a difference more. Um, they should leave you smiling with the joy of the Lord being your strength. If they leave you feeling like a pile of dirt, those aren't friends. You know, I'm pointing at Stephanie right now so she can see me on her computer screen because she just hit something. Get away from people who stink, all right? And I'm not talking about smelly feet. I'm talking about ruin your life, give you a bad day. And, you know, I would rather be single wanting to be married than married wanting to be divorced and or wanting to be single. You know, if you're going out with somebody or if, if, the, if there's a flag, get out of there, man. You know, Stephanie just went to that dangerous place about our friends. You know, hang around with cool people. I hang around with cool people. I hang around with my wife. I hang around with Stephanie, Stephanie's family, Stephanie's friends, the Hicks. They're all pretty great people, except maybe Steve. Uh, those are people I hang around with. And uh, so hang around with the cool people, you know. And, uh, you know, Stephanie, I can't tell you. How many people I've counseled or known, I know it's hard to go back serious after picking on Steve, who is a good guy, but I can't tell you how many people have gotten in trouble because they've hung around with the wrong people. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you right now. And, and you know who the wrong people, don't tell me you don't know who the wrong people are. You know, and, and I, knew I knew this woman one time, she couldn't wait for a boyfriend, couldn't wait for a boyfriend. And she had a guy who was praying about going out with her. And she broke down and went out with this other guy. He got her pregnant, gave her a disease. Uh, and then the other guy wrote and said, I'm ready to go out with you. Like three weeks after all that happened. And I just got to believe in my mind. And, and then, by the way, that happens to men much more than women. Men are much more impatient than women. I'm not singling out that women have a problem getting boyfriends or anything. To the contrary, I think it's easier for women to get boyfriends than it is for men to get girlfriends. Unless people like me that are real outgoing and and just don't care, you know, uh, whether their feelings are hurt or not. But I just think, don't you think, Stephanie, that everything, uh, many, many things, many, many problems that people deal with, especially youth pastors, especially pastors and their wives, and, uh, that we deal with are friend problems. Yeah. 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 You, you need to have friends who will be those who build you up. Oh. Um you need to make those you're communicating with, those who are building you up and building others up. Um, if you're hanging around with people who get literally, it's like um, there's an obsession with trashing or destroying everyone else around them. Like, in other words, if they're an island unto themselves, that's probably not someone you want to be friends with, per se, because chances are... At some point, you're going to be the next one to be axed off that island. And so um, make your friends those who clearly are walking with the Lord, who clearly display his love, his compassion, his heart. Those are the ones you want to be friends with. Yeah, right there. And, and Stephanie's verse that she so aptly, because she can quote this from memory, but I got to look it up. And she was talking about, I think we get there. I think we get to that right place. And, and remember you said in Philippians 4, 8, 
where we mm -hmm. take no thought. You know, we got to remember imagination hurts us. We we got to cast that down, which is also in uh, the book of Philippians. But finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, do what? Think on these things. Friends, your thought life. So... You know what we hit you on? We hit you on your friends today to get away from the knuckleheads and then have good friendships, good things, people who love God, people who are going to bring you to the right place, people who are, you know, we don't want to be going out with the wrong people. If you're going out with a guy or a gal right now and they stink, would you do everybody a favor and dump them? You know, stop it. Cut it out, man. We That's all we need is another bad marriage, making kids and breaking up. Cut it out. That's why Christians today... Uh, look like the rest of the world is because we do stupid things and stupid things involved with hanging out with the wrong people and marrying the wrong people. Anything you want to add in the next 10 seconds before we go to song? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Get your eyes off of um, anything that is turning you away from him and what he wants to do with your life. And let me tell you this song right here. Does Jesus care? The answer is here. to read. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.